Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bobby. We'll talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening. Hi, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Hi, everybody. It's Friday. Hey, Mom, if you're listening, happy 60th birthday. Love you. Nana, happy birthday. <laughs> Shout out. Shout out on her own. She's also definitely not listening to I this. Know. I don't think she knows what a podcast is, you guys. So <laughs> bless her in Jesus' name. And if you, she's fighting uh, the world technology, I love it. <laughs> no, Stand up like, to the tech company. I think she still has a flip phone. Yep. Nope. I don't know. Okay, we are in Matthew chapter sixteen today. Um, yeah, just rounding out these last couple podcasts before we let you go for our Christmas break. And just a full chapter today in Matthew 16, kind of looking at what's going on with um, the understanding of who Jesus is within the Pharisees and then within even the disciples themselves. And I would say a lot of misunderstanding between the Pharisees (laughs) and the disciples. Some really funny moments, some comedy here. I know. But then ultimately we get a we get a picture at Jesus' uh, mission and just yeah. kind of like his heart and and the truth about it and the, like the real sure. about who he is and what he's going to do. So when we say misunderstanding, you see multiple times in in this chapter Jesus is teaching and it's just flying over the heads of both the Pharisees, Sadducees, disciples, yeah. talking about the sign of Jonah, which has <laughs> been brought up before multiple times. Yeah, yeah. talking three days in the belly of the whale, three days in the tomb. Mm. But also talking about yeast and leaven and bread and what does that represent? And we just come come out of two really prime stories of feeding of the five thousand, feeding of the four thousand, where bread was uh, at the forefront of that story, and then <laughs> foretelling of his death and resurrection, and mm. kind of being slow to understand. Mm-hmm. So, first couple of verses talking about yeast, leaven, bread. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's what, you guys, part of the reason why I'm just so hopeful in reading Matthew chapter 16 is because Jesus does just continue to talk about things that um, they might have to circle back, you know, a couple times to, and he he does. (laughs) So that gives me hope in my own walk with the Lord. You know, if I have continued questions and um, concerns, you know, however small they might be, you know, in the big picture, um, the Lord still meets you in them. And he's still, you know, is just silly as they might be. They're important to me. And so when um, talking about the yeast, though, so funny, you guys, because Jesus' intention here and his point, you actually read um, kind of at the end of the section where it, the point is that he doesn't want the disciples in verse 12. Then they understood that he was telling them not to guard, uh, to, to guard, not to guard against the yeast used in bread, <laughs> but against the teaching of the Pharisees and the oh, Sadducees. And so, what's, so we're not talking sourdough. No, you guys, it, it's just so funny because that's literally what they thought. Like white in, bread. If you go back to verse seven, that's what they're picturing. They discussed among themselves and said. Uh, is it because we didn't bring any bread? Like literally, they're talking about like yeast and bread. Like, wait, didn't we just feed 5,000 people and we didn't have bread? Like, what's the big deal? <laughs> Jesus is scratching his head going, oh my goodness, how uh, can I explain this to these people any clearer? And so so that, just them understanding that. And then even the sign of Jonah back in Matthew chapter 12, that was one of them. Sorry, I skipped over that. That's at the beginning of this chapter. And it's also addressed in Matthew chapter 12 and in the other gospels too. And um, what's happening is people are, the Sadducees, Pharisees are asking for a, a miracle, for a sign. 
And uh, Jesus again meets them. And so what's curious and just a little tidbit here is when he's bringing up the sign of Jonah, what's so curious about that is it's actually not not only is it not a miracle um, that he's not performing for them, but it's actually the total absence. What? Yeah. Yeah. Let's say right before their eyes, like he's not performing a miracle right then and there. For sure, Jonah. Yeah, the, what happened definitely was a miracle with Jonah. But but the re, one of the main thoughts and purposes that he continues to bring that up is not only am I not going to you know be a circus dog and like perform for you, um, but I'm actually going to do the opposite of that. Is I'm going to um, die and the total absence of what looks like you know. to our earthly eyes wow i'm really stumbling through this essentially what he's just trying to say is um i have my own agenda and uh you guys you know i'm with you and (laughs) we'll walk together in this um but that's not what i'm about is just kind of being your puppet here and Mm -hmm. so anyway uh yes very interesting the understandings that people have of who jesus is and so that's kind of maybe the root of why they're asking some of these things and then you get clarity as you continue to walk through the chapter um where peter you know he has this moment where we get some truth here what verse is that clark yeah i mean peter eventually comes to confess christ but even before that mm. i'd want to talk about why why is this conversation about the yeast itself so important because Jesus is basically saying, like, when you look at yeast or leaven based upon the translation you're reading, it's such a small, tiny ingredient that has a great effect on the bread. It's like the, the rising component to the bread. Sure. I think what essentially Jesus is saying is some of the things that the Pharisees and Sadducees are teaching might sound religious, might sound biblical, But if you buy into them and believe them and you allow them to be foundational (laughs) to your like thinking and your worldview, it's going to be catastrophic later on. And so Jesus, before, you know, a couple of podcasts ago, he talked about having the faith the size of a mustard seed. So yeast and mustard seeds are natural things, very small, but both become very big. They grow. And so what we have to pay attention to are foundational truths. When it comes to our relationship with God, because what we believe about God affects what we believe about ourselves, and that shapes our lens for which we interpret the world and helps shape our worldview, what we think about other people, what we think about our identity, what we think about money and skills and sex and destiny and purpose and relationships and all these things. So what Jesus is warning us and the disciples there is says, pay attention. It might seem like a small thing, but, you know, sin grace, forgiveness, atonement, the authority of Scripture. You actually need to spend time and think about these things, the spiritual realm. Some of the the Sadducees didn't believe in resurrection or angels and demons. You have to pay attention and make sure you know what you believe about these things. He warns them against us. Because if we we, we misunderstand some of the, the, the pillars of the faith and we stand on them, like Bobby and I have used the Lego analogy before. Later on down the road, you have a, some kind of experience or something happens to someone you love and it pulls the, the rug out from under you and then that house of cards comes, comes tumbling down. And in, in Legos, if you miss a piece early on, later on, like the car door is not going to close because the left side's longer than the right side. You're off by one by one little little Lego piece. And so just take time and, and really spend time thinking, what do I believe about God? Father, Son, Spirit, you know, heaven, hell, the authority of Scripture, 
I'm saved by grace. What is faith? What is sin? Like basic things. So this is a little bit of a tangent, but that's that's essentially what Jesus is making sure the disciples are clear on. Because the, the teaching of these religious leaders at the time did not line up with that of Jesus. And if you don't address, it can become something much bigger and even more problematic. Mm. Or good, as you stand on a firm foundation. Mm. So anyways, that, that was one thing that stood out to me. That was really helpful and clear and concise and easy to understand. I don't I don't know about that. It was. But. Well, we also want to talk about verse 19, too. I feel like this is often language that you probably have heard, or, or if you're in church, you might hear. Um, and so hey, what's going on there, you know? Like well, it's kind, verse of, kind of confusing because, like you yeah. just said earlier, it comes on the heels of, of Peter's clarity and him confessing, like, Jesus, you are the Messiah. You are the Christ. Um, then what Jesus says essentially to Peter is, I'm going to hand you the keys to the kingdom. You, the apostles, are going to be a foundational piece. Mm-hmm. And your your letters that you write essentially to each other are going to be the Bible. And your, your teaching of people how to follow Jesus, eventually there's elders and deacons. That's foundational to the church, and the mm-hmm. church is going to stand on that. But verse 19 is kind of weird. It says, I'll give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Oh, what? I don't, yeah. I don't bind and loose things. We don't understand bread. Bobby, whatever so you what bind in the kitchen will be bound <laughs> in the garage. Whatever you loose in the living room will be loose in the backyard. Um, basically, what he's saying is uh, that the things that are acceptable in heaven will be acceptable within the church. And the things that are unacceptable in the church will be unacceptable in heaven, meaning there, there's, a, there's a linear path to belief and behavior mm. when it comes to our relationship with God and other people. And Jesus is blessing them, saying, I trust the Holy Spirit's going to work in and through you, apostles, um, to teach people about Jesus and how to build this community of believers and how they're supposed to treat each other and spend their money and how we're supposed to worship. And it's going to line up. The Holy Spirit's going to take heaven and bring it to earth in and through you. Mm. So for us today, we, we hold on to Scripture. Nothing's added to it, but we follow Peter, Paul, example when it comes to what they said to the church in Corinth and Ephesus and to Timothy and all these other people. So that's where the binding and loosing comes from. Interesting. Yeah. That's helpful. Um, the end of the chapter ends with, again, just kind of like, a, okay, wait, what? I thought Peter got it. And then, and then no, and there's really strong language that Jesus uses. So this is like verses 21. 22, 23. And essentially, you were talking about how it's just so, um, it's such a priority to continue to keep our focus on what the actual mission is. Um, and so Jesus has, has kind of talked about that here. He said, you know, that he is going to die and he predicts his death. And Peter is just like beside himself, verse 22, never, Lord, this shall never happen. And, and you empathize with him a little bit because you like here we are talking about all their misunderstandings. And now there's this picture that Jesus has given him like, oh, wow, like, what do you do with that? Uh, but that is and oh, and has been Jesus mission. And so just to understand, like it to be, you know, of one mind as you move forward here, like this is what has to happen. Mm-hmm. You wrote it, that down. What else do you want to yeah, say? Well, uh, he pr- makes this prediction multiple times. And so I, I totally am gracious with the humanity of the disciples when time actually comes and you're kind of shocked and wait a second, Jesus is dying. And I thought he was supposed to save us. And, but Jesus has told them many times 
And just like when um, Herod killed John the Baptist, we talked about that the other day, Jesus stayed focused on the greater evil and the greater good, the mission of bringing heaven to earth and the Mm -hmm. kingdom of God. Here again, he's teaching them while the Pharisees are wanting to get caught up in miracles and signs. Jesus eventually moves to the disciples saying, here's why I'm here. Here's what we're doing. Here's what's going to happen. And I'm encouraged just to say like, all right, God, help me major in the majors, Mm -hmm. minor in the minors, and stay focused on what's really important. And at the end, he says, you know, this is what being a Christian is. You take up your cross, you deny yourself, you follow Jesus. Right. That's kind of where I was going to go. Like, okay, now you're going to do what I'm doing. Like, not only within the church, like Clark said, with the binding and loosing, but actually um, in your own body and with your own life. Like, this isn't just going to be me here. You know, this is going to be you too. Um, Something, it's actually really strong language uh, in Eugene Peterson's version. Um, So I'll read that to you guys before we head out here. So this is the end of the chapter, starting in verse 24. Then Jesus went to work on his disciples. Anyone who intends to come with me has to let me lead. You're not in the driver's seat, I am. Don't run from suffering, embrace it. Follow me and I'll show you how. Self-help is no help at all. Self-sacrifice is the way, my way, to finding yourself, your true self. Just super grateful right there for who Jesus is, for the life that he lived, for how he has shown us the way. And so um, encourage this Friday for uh, just seeking out truth and being diligent, like we said at the very beginning with the misunderstandings that are often present in life today and just focusing on what we know to be truth. Um, because those, like Clark was saying, those small, small natural things, the mustard seed and the yeast, uh, become pivotal big pieces. And so as we continue to build on them, it's important that um, that they're on the rock, they're on the solid foundation. So thanks so much, you guys, for listening. Clark, it's the 17th, so we've got Christmas coming up. Yep, get services Sunday. Again, we've said this last couple podcasts, but you're invited to the Christmas Eve services. The 23rd at 7 p.m. and the 24th at 4, 5, 30, and 7. I think that's all we got. God bless you guys. Thanks for listening. The Lord bless you and keep you. Don't make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give him his peace. Have a great day.